1974, the first tabletop role-playing game was created. Since then, people from all around have gathered to play. Join me as we talk with RPG enthusiasts while they share their best, worst, and favorite moments. This is You Had to Be There. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of You Had to Be There, a D&D storytelling podcast. Uh, if you're watching this live and you watched us just yesterday, like, whoa, doubleheader, Tom? Yeah, I am. I'm doing it. I'm stacking them up again because I'm busy as hell and this works best. Uh, but I have a really, really exciting guest today, uh, someone that I've just recently become a fan of their podcast. Uh, my guest today uh, is the host, uh, pretty much creator of the Fantasize Me podcast, uh, creates homebrew D&D classes, etc. on uh, Kofi. And also streams games on Twitch. Uh, welcome, Zach Katz, everybody. What's up, man? Zach. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Tom. Hey, man. Uh, this is so exciting. I love your podcast so much. I think it's such a fun, thank creative you. thing. Uh, we're going to, like, I want to leave plenty of time to talk about it, but I do want to just, why don't you give a brief explanation of your podcast because it's so fun and a little kind of where the inspiration came because it's so unique. Yeah, uh, so Fantasize Me is a podcast where I take characters real or imagined, and I turn them into D&D characters. Uh, my latest episode, I proved that it doesn't even have to be a character. I turned the Titanic into a D&D character. Um, there wasn't too much inspiration other than that I really like to make D&D characters. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I feel that a lot, which is like one of my like favorite things to do. I do I like so, you know, I'll even go on the road sometimes. I do I stand up comedian also, so I like go on the road mm-hmm. and I'll be in like a hotel room bored and like there'll be sometimes where I'll message my DM. I'm like I made something stupid when I was alone and I like yes. yeah. Uh and I love it too because I'm actually fairly new to tabletop role playing games. I've only been playing mm-hmm. for a couple of years now. So you're a, a multi-classer like expert like you you build really really amazing things and it's like opened my eyes to like all the different cool creations you can get uh yeah. and then so you really flipped me for a loop too because like today i listened to the titanic i was like of course it's gonna be warforged <laughs> like has to be warforged right and then your decision was like way out of left field and i loved it yeah. um so when did you start I- i'm assuming you've been doing playing these games for a while unless you just went down a deep rabbit hole like i did um, it's been three years in two weeks. In two weeks, it'll have been three years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You said three yeah, years? So not, not too much. Yeah. Oh, all right. So you really, like, jumped right in then. Feet first, oh, head yeah. first, cannonball oh, yeah. right in. Uh, Definitely. What was that like for you? Like, did it help? Like, how did it really, what, what made <sighs> it spark? Like, what made it really make um, it happen for you? It, a lot of my friends wanted to play. And sure. I I wanted to play also, but we needed a DM. So I'm like, all right, I'll I'll be the DM. How hard can it be? Uh, and then I got like really into it. Yeah. Did you were you like a read from cover to cover of the book backwards and forwards, or did you just kind of make it up as you went along? Like how little bit of both. So I <laughs> I 
assumed like an idiot that you did have to read everything cover to cover. So right. I read the entire player's handbook. I read the entire Dungeon Master's Guide cover to cover like a dumbass. Um, and then ended up homebrewing everything anyway. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, there's some truth to it. I'm a, I'm a terror. Like I DM some games, but I'm really like a bad reader. My mind wanders. So I, I learn mm-hmm. by watching and listening. So for me, I like I read the classes and the the races and the rest. I just kind of like Googled slash watch videos on. But yeah, but that was big. So you did and you did a homebrew world as well. Everything. Yes. Yeah, nice. what absolutely. Did, what did you do for that? Like how... So it was it was interesting because it was just me and a bunch of my work friends and everyone had different schedules. So I kind of created scenarios where it was more like quests so that people could drop in and when they wanted to so it was very inconsistent i would have a few sessions a week and just post on discord like hey i'm doing D, come if you're able uh so i didn't have much of a storyline in it to begin with that kind of developed over time it was more like come and play yeah I kind of like there is like some fun to that. Like I've had I have a mm-hmm. friend because we have, you know, we try to play regularly on like Mondays and stuff, but sometimes people can't drop out. So my my one buddy who has his homebrew world and his other you know things is he has kind of like calls it the Giants Graveyard. But essentially what it is, is Monster Hunter. If you ever played Monster Hunter, the video oh, okay. game. So it's like you go in like you're this level of an adventurer in this area like what are you experienced in okay well you're a level two well guess what like we have these quests for you and then as you level up you're like all right you seem strong enough you can handle these quests so it is a good way to just kind of have something ready but uh what did your eventually were you able to kind of develop it into a full yeah i i I really shoehorned a story in there Mm -hmm. uh because there was there wasn't much room for it because the players switched so often right but during the pandemic everyone was kind of stuck at home i'm like okay now is the time let's <laughs> pick one time once a week where as many people as we can get are there uh and then i kind of got more detailed with the story when that happened how many people did you have like when you had that full story uh seven Oof, that's a lot especially over you it's... this was all virtual too yeah yeah that's that wow good for you because that's hard especially virtual i'm like three i'm like three people when it's virtual like it's so it's so tough three or four but that's awesome so when you do you did you ever get a chance to like play a character have you played in a in a Uh, campaign sometimes my one of my players uh dms and so i've played in a few like one shots that he's run but i haven't really had like a character that i've gotten to play consistently right which right. is a bummer but you know it'll it'll happen eventually I'm yeah sure. one day when it'll happen you can even like i don't know sometimes it's fun like when i dm if it's a small crowd i get excited and i'll roll up just kind of a dumb npc that i just want to hit things most of the time anyway i'm like this is yeah. just a little extra damage and a little splash of healing so hopefully nobody dies but uh go. if you were to play a full-length campaign as a as a master character craftsman such as yourself what would you do you know what you'd play oh that's yeah that's a, a tough hard one i'm question. sorry it, it depends, Asking it the depends real ones. on the campaign um but i really love bards yeah. and clerics i love to be support mm-hmm. um 
but also my friend did a one shot where we played 17th level characters and I used the build from my Rasputin episode to okay. be essentially unkillable. And that was really fun. I, you know what? I didn't listen to the rat because like, I, I went through and I caught up like the first one I listened to was Gar- Garfield, I think. And then I listened <laughs> to Jack Skellington and I listened to a few. I missed that one. So I'm going to have to, I won't let you s- spoil it too much, but uh, I'll have to go back and listen to the Rasputin one because mm-hmm. that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you play with people, are they like afraid of you a bit? Because they're like, this is a long time DM and you're <laughs> making crazy builds. Uh, I, I don't think so okay. because I'm always, I'm always willing to help people with their builds. Got it. So I'm like, I've made so many characters. Like, just let me help you. I can make you a broken paladin. Like, let yeah. it happen. I like that <clears> too. So, I love any, like character creation is my favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, it's so And I'll, good. I'll like have these weird triggers. Like, and that's, what's fun. Like with your, what I like about your shows, like I listened you know, I forgot which one. Whoever was the Fathomless Warlock. And immediately I was like, oh, I haven't even looked at that class yet, that subclass yet. And I looked at and immediately I was like, I have my my crazy pirate that I'm going to play one day that's a Fathomless Warlock. Which yes. will probably be in like 20 years because I have right. 80 more characters lined up. <laughs> um, So yeah. I like, yeah, I love it. Nice. Did you, uh, have you done any modules or do you tend, you just continue with your homebrew thing now, now that you're, you're homebrewing? I haven't done any modules um, because I think the problem I have is I really want to play them and I don't want to spoil the ending. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, Strixhaven looks so much fun and I think I could be, I could run it really well. Yeah. But I really want to go to magic school. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, we got to find you somebody. We got to <laughs> got a crew. <laughs> Uh, I'll add you to the, I don't know how, if anyone's starting a full length campaign, but we have a discord for the show. So a little small little plug there for anyone who wants to join. We, we roll initiative every day and then Sundays we share our, our fun stories of the week. So, uh, but a few of them in there, you know, run games and stuff and we'll just kind of throw it out there be like, Hey, got some room if anybody. So, uh, do you do any other systems or are you mostly fifth edition? I know it's only been three years, so. Yeah, I, I like to try other systems uh but i haven't really had much of an opportunity to yeah i would definitely be willing to play in other systems but learning to run another system sounds much more difficult yeah i feel that a lot i've done uh like i've done a call of cthulhu i've done chronicles of darkness i think that's it i haven't really done too much but i'm like that too i'm like sure tell me which dice to roll and i you know which character uh, especially yeah. if it's like something new, I tend to just go, I'll just be like, I'll just be the dumb brute. I feel like in every system That's you good. can still be the dumb brute, uh, cause it's easier. Um, it's awesome. Well, uh, for your podcast, what was like your, what was your favorite episode so far? What was your favorite build Ooh. you made or that... top one of the favorites? Cause that's gotta be kind of wild. Oh, that's hard. Um, I really did like Elsa's build. Okay. Uh, she was able to animate objects like she can in the movies Frozen, right. and I just I just thought that was a lot of fun to actually be able to take that movie ability and translate it fairly well into D and D form. Yeah, yeah, and you, I I agree that you you do that well too. Like, uh, it was the the Bruno one too was really cool. How you had <laughs> yeah. him like manipulating time and stuff and all these like very interesting ways. Um, 
and like do you like learning because you even will learn something about the character or the boats like oh, yeah. i like how you do that too you throw all that research in there yeah it's it's so much fun i um recently got my associate's degree and i took a few history classes and i'm like history's cool yeah so yeah, uh so reading about characters especially like historical characters is yeah. a lot of fun for me yeah like the even the, the garfield one up front i was like oh i learned yeah. so much about garfield already yes uh, <clears throat> nice nice so uh all right so you got your characters what about what's your favorite What's your favorite race out of all of them? It's know, so boring. Different. It's just variant humans. Variant like human? you start with the feet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, feet are. It's they're ugh, they're just they're so good. I love feet. Yeah. I love them. Otherwise, a more interesting one is halfling. Yeah, because the lucky ability they can just re-roll ones. Yeah. That's so good. I started out with a halfling ranger, and I will admit I still rolled a painful amount of back-to-back -back ones, but. I re-rolled and did very well on more than that. Yes. But there was, there's nothing better though than be like, ah, oh, I get to do it again, and then you roll and you're like, I rolled another natural one, so this <laughs> one is, this one's going down. Yeah, yeah the very human defeats. I'm like starting to learn as like a player that maxing out your like best stat isn't always necessary. Like, I'm like, what? I get another a plus one to either my armor class or another plus one to my attack or a plus one to my I was like, what's plus one? Plus one's nothing. I was like, I could yeah. do one of these cool things that'll help me in so many other ways. So I yeah. am starting to to learn a bit more about that. Um, did did D and D and like tabletop role playing games like did it do for anything for you on a more personal level? Like, did it change anything the way you interact with people? Or because you know, it's one thing I kind of wanted to start asking. Sorry to to throw this brand new question out to you, but some of my guess because. I don't know. I feel like it's so unique in the experiences yeah. that people um, have. Yeah, I think it's definitely helped my confidence. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, definitely helped my confidence. I'm not a very confident person, so just kind of getting in front of a group of people and leading them through this story uh, has really bolstered that. Yeah, and you should be because I mean I can even hear just by the way you talk on your show like you're you're charismatic. You are like you have a good personality. You. Maybe you're doing it more because you're by yourself. I don't know if that's you like <laughs> just like really getting into you like being yourself. But yeah, you confidence is huge. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And I'm sure like your players appreciate it too. When you get to run the show, it is fun to like run the show and like really kind of shape the world. Yeah. Uh, in your games, like what what was some of those moments that like really do you feel like you really connected with your players? Or you felt like you got your most confidence. Um, <clears throat> just when my players gasp, oh, I think yeah. <laughs> like uh, fun twists. There was one session, uh, the dinner party, and okay. it was really fun because it was in person at the time only three players showed up to it which is which is okay but we actually had we ordered food so we actually had dinner at the dinner party session and the players went to this dinner party where someone who is a little prophetic said tonight i am going to be murdered so the players had to figure out who was going to murder them and try to prevent it from happening and it turns out it was the work of these two doppelgangers 
Mm. And they killed one, but one of them escaped. Fast forward about a year and a half later, and they find out that that entire time a doppelganger was masquerading as one of their friends. Ooh. And their faces. It was so good. I do it for the faces. For the faces. I like that. Do you make so yeah. so when you're virtual, you make them keep their cameras on, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I need to see those I mugs. I don't force people to do it, but I, I really like seeing those because sometimes there's just, I used to play with, uh, actually, he did my first episode, Peter, and his facial expressions. Mm. I was like, you have to keep your camera. You can't turn yours off because you're too, like, good. But yeah. That's awesome. So, like, you had an NPC with them the whole time. That was one of the the doppelgangers. Yeah, he he was uh he wasn't like part of the party, but he was in like the main town that they lived in. He was like a kind of like a main NPC that they would interact with. Got it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So good. That's so awesome. Satisfying. Oh my god. Now I'm now I'm nervous. Don't let my DM hear any of this. I might find <laughs> out my bard's goblin girlfriend could be a something. I don't know. You never Jeez. know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, do you do, um, when it comes to role play, do you, do you incorporate a lot of like, like romance and stuff in, do you get into that aspect Uh, or? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I try to, you know, talk to my players, engage with what they want. And some of them do want romantic aspects of the role playing and others don't, which is okay. Um, and I'm more than happy to oblige. Like one of my, one of my players has a partner in the game and, they're so into the relationship that the player actually wrote a short story about the relationship. That's funny. That's good. It's, that it's means awesome. like they feel something. You think about it. Yes. After the session. Yeah. When I, I, I started out as like the, you know, more of a murder. I mean, I still love killing things. Don't make it, don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> I started off more in the like, yeah, we'll just crank through and just kill stuff. And then like the more I got into more of this, the role playing stuff and, the not just even romance like i had one character that was much more romantic the one i'm doing now is very much on the the destructive like drama level of just you yeah. have so many problems and it's all your fault because of who you are as a person and he knows yeah. it uh and it's just like it's such a the change of pace but i do really like it and i noticed it after when i started really enjoying the role-playing aspect when i wasn't thinking when after the session you're like laying in bed you're all hyped up and i wasn't thinking of like how could i have killed that person better i was thinking it was like oh man what am i gonna do next week i gotta i gotta smooth it you know i gotta woo this this elf now and you know and just oh that's fun yeah it is fun and it's fun to see how that it plays out uh yeah with the role-playing aspect absolutely Um, nice nice uh, what about let's just you probably have so many stories so let's let's just get let's yeah. get into the nitty gritty here let's uh talk about what what are your favorite like what are your favorite moments favorite characters either you've helped people build or built or anything yeah um so uh, i have been running that one session for our campaign for three years and i have another one that i've been running for a year um and what's fun is they're very different. The players are very different. The campaigns are very different. But there's the players still manage to be so chaotic and stupid in the best way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first story, or a story, is what I like to refer to as the perfect session, where everything went right for the players, which never happened. No. So it was very fun. <laughs> okay. 
So there were only four people in that session, because still, you know, sometimes people can't make it. That's okay. I'm still going to run the session. Um, Amen. There were four people, and they arrived in this town that they had been to before, but it is now occupied by this enemy force. So they meet their friend from that town outside, and he says, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take you to the captain here. It's fine. You probably won't be murdered. It's okay. And one of the players goes, well, you can't do that. We're famous now. Like, we'll be so inundated with requests for, like, photos and autographs. We we need, like, a secret path. And rolled an incredible deception check. And so their friend is like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Let <laughs> me show you to the secret passageway. So they get there. <clears throat> And they were trying to go down into these tunnels to free their friend who was trapped. So uh, they start through these tunnels, get an incredible stealth check uh, out of the four of them. There were two nat 20s. So they, they avoid these monsters, sensing them come in. The players arrive to this deep pit full of these writhing tentacles. And one of the players says... I don't see, like, any faces or anything. What if this is one creature? And they cast Banishment on it. Sure enough, it was one creature, and they successfully banished it and skipped that encounter. So they proceed to go through... Yeah, so they proceed to go through uh, this this kind of valley. Unfortunately, there's, like, this poison mist that the monster exuded that still lingers, so two of the players get poisoned. But one of the players was a paladin, so he just used Lay on Hands and healed them immediately. So that didn't do anything. (laughs) Then they break through the floor to get into a tunnel below them and stumble across two guards. One of the players really quickly says, Uh, I'm a hole inspector. We're here to inspect all the holes. So, uh, we're supposed to be here and rolled over a 20 on their deception check. So <laughs> the guards were like, I think I've heard of that. Okay. Well, yeah. Of you course. Can... Yeah. Of course we were expecting yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Of course we knew you were coming. <laughs> the yeah. Whole, whole Spectre. Yeah. You, you look a little young for it, but, but sure. Yeah. Uh, so they get past them without a combat and then they come to these massive stone doors that their friend is being held behind. And they're all of these guards. So that same whole inspector player says, okay, I have a really dumb idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, I love dumb ideas. What is it? It doesn't matter. Let's do it. So the paladin and the sorcerer created light while one of the players used his familiar to change into an octopus to have a bunch of tentacles and the... Uh, the one who had the idea cast fog cloud in the area. So they made it look like that tentacled monster above them was coming after them. Like escaped from the hole and was like coming down the... Yes. Whoa. Uh, so they used, they used the shadow on the cave wall and the fog uh, to frighten them all away. Again, avoiding a combat. Yeah. Then they uh all of them left. Yeah, all of the guards <laughs> left, so they didn't have a key to this room. So the paladin is like, maybe I can just open it. And then rolls a nat 20 athletics check. Just and 
rips this massive stone door just off its hinges. They they avoided every instance of combat I had planned. They avoided my tentacle monster that I had made, which was going to be what I thought a really fun combat. And it just didn't happen. And I'm very happy for them that everything worked exactly how they wanted it to. That's amazing. That's really, really amazing. Uh, it's like yeah. a speed run. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. I, uh, I kind of feel bad. Like, I want... You should just... You still have that module that you made, right? Oh. Written down stuff? Yeah, just run it again with some other people and... I plan on it, Hopefully, yeah. yeah. We'll drop it in the... We'll drop it in the Discord. Be like, I, don't, I won't... I won't spoiler <laughs> alert anything. I'll just go in blind or whatever. But, yeah, we got to some some group of parties got to get got to get messed up from that dungeon that you made because yeah. that sounds well, I, like I, a grinder that they put what did you do did you wrap the session up in like in like an hour and a half and you're like i guess we're done now or what did you uh it, it had taken a bit longer because my players take a long time to make any sort of decision oh okay um but it's still it was a lot faster than i had anticipated that's good yeah yeah if it's not combat and like people are deliberating a plan, that's fine. I get that. When it's like combat, mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, you gotta do something. You know, I know. It's like your turns long. lasted ten minutes. That's yeah. so long. Yeah, you gotta push it a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I know that if I was if if I was playing and I'd be like, all right, come on, like I'm ready to kill something. Yeah, but yeah, nice. Uh, so that was one of the ones where like you're kind of doing more of those quick little one shots. Uh, this is like when you were kind of when it wasn't a continuous campaign it was just a few people that showed up this uh this was a continuous campaign the one that i've been doing for three years oh, okay. it's just that not everyone can show up every right, week right and right I, I just continue it without them yeah that's what i meant it was like that campaign so then yeah, you yes, have another yes. one that you're running regularly you said yes nice yes, uh and that one's when you do your homebrew is it in the same world that you homebrewed no. completely no, other different. world that you homebrewed wow mm-hmm what are the yeah. main differences between the, the two? Uh, so the one I've been doing for three years, uh, just pretty much the whole thing was improv. Uh, I, I think I'm really good at creating things on the spot. Um, like, you know, the entire plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I started a year ago, though, I had a lot more DMing experience and just D&D experience. Mm-hmm. So I did make kind of like a a bulleted list of plot points cool so the rest it's it's very like open world but there are certain things that i do need to have happen nice and so yeah do you do that one is that one virtual too or do you have a group in person uh, no that one is in person nice nice uh and how many people you got in that one uh, that one's just three that's good i like i like three i don't know why three's like, a good number four it's is a great good. number five is okay you know once it gets up there it's just it's so hard especially i guess it depends on who you're playing with because i also it depends yeah. some players are like i don't want to talk at all i just want to kill things and like <laughs> yeah my buddy i'm teasing because yeah. he wanted to play a paladin and he doesn't talk at all and i'm just like you're the talker you need to do this and he's like i don't want i'm like all right that's fine but <laughs> you're missing out <laughs> on your skills but yeah oh nice you're charisma based yeah yeah he like that he's <laughs> But he's a great he he is a good paladin. He's very healy protection. Oh, like he good. took I ran a game for him and he took like I think eighty percent of the overall damage dealt out the entire one shot. I'm like, you're damn. 
he yeah, like looked at the map paladin. that I had and he knew it was a trap and he just walked into it because he wanted to protect his friends because that's who he is as a person. <laughs> that's like, awesome. I love uh, that. Yeah. Um, so then in that world, uh, what do you kind of, how's that story going along? What's going on in there? Um, it's, so the, the kind of main story of the world is that there is this massive magical desert that sprang up uh and has taken up about a third of the continent mm -hmm. and it was stopped for a time its expansion was stopped but now it's slowly moving outward again so the players have gone in to the expanse to try to you know find food and everything for their kingdom mm -hmm. like the the kingdom sent them in and they're like hey you're our last hope we can't grow food anymore because it's too arid so maybe maybe solve that mm. So now they're, have you, what level, is this like pretty much immediately what happened? Did you just start it recently? Uh, for, so the first session they went into the, the expanse. Okay. Um, they are sixth level okay. characters, I believe. Um, and yeah, I think they are growing more accustomed to how dangerous the expanse is because in the beginning it was mostly just like messing around but they kept you know getting to zero hit points uh but now they're a lot more cognizant that oh this this place is so much more dangerous than i realized like mm -hmm. every day we're out in the open we might die that's good what kind of like is it more like monsters attacking them in this in these worlds or like more band like kind of human-ish humanoids that are evil yeah uh i like a mixture of both mm -hmm. so in the expanse there are a bunch of you know horrible monsters that you know are trying to get at the fresh meat and occasionally there are bandits less mm -hmm. so because the expanse is so dangerous it it doesn't make gotcha. any sense for banditry uh but there's still there still are groups of humans settled in the expanse that are pretty dangerous Nice, nice. So mostly it's just these, because of this ever-growing expansion, it's just constant monster stuff. I like that. I like the, how big is it? Like, do they do, is it mostly, like, days of traveling and stuff? Is It, it like, is a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Yeah. I like uh, traveling. It's fun. Yeah, I made a, a random table, so every day I roll a d20 and see what happens. Um, they, they range from a few different things. Like sometimes I'll plan much bigger things. Like mm -hmm. one time, um, they rolled and they found these ruins and they spent a couple sessions in those ruins. Other times they roll and it's like, oh, there's a sandstorm. Right. What do you do? S survival. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the random rolls are fun. I like random tables. Oh, Even just me doing it. Cause you're like. You roll something. It, anytime you roll like either a twenty or you're a one, you're like it's either really good or it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I like fun. to trick my players, and I like to have the one in twenty be just kind of normal, but then have like the the seventeen be really bad. Yeah. So they think they're like, oh, it's a seventeen. It's probably not seventeen. This is great. Like, it's like no, no, you're gonna yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Um, man, I had a question. I hope it doesn't drift off into the ether. Hold on. Um, it was, uh, oh, your homebrew stuff that you publish. 
Uh, yeah. Do you uh, do your players utilize any of those, or do you utilize that in your games, or not really as much yet? Um, not really. Okay. Um, because I think I got the... one of yours was the the Ranger Swift Quiver Ranger. Is yeah, that yeah. you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the Swift Hunt or something. Swift Hunt. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, it was all. It was cool looking. Yeah, that's a that's such a fun one. I don't know why, but I love playing characters that have really high move speeds. I kind of like it a little more too. I'm with yeah, you. I don't. I don't know why. Like, it's not especially useful, but it's very satisfying to go fast. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, my. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, one of my one of my supplements, um, the Tome of Peredian, is a supplement of twenty magical items, and those are all items that I've homebrewed for my players to use in uh, my main three year campaign. Okay. The items. What uh, what are the items like? What what, what kind of? They they run the gamut. There's one, the rubber ducky of everlasting life, where you squeeze it and gain temporary hit points. Um, there's <laughs> there's uh the invisible line, which are uh kind of fake teeth that you wear, and you gain an action where you can bite people, and heal some damage every time you successfully bite it's an action to do that uh i think i have it written as a bonus action because it's just like 1d4 damage or something yeah but that's still good yeah a couple attacks and a little nibble for some extra hit points i don't mind if i do yeah um yeah there there are a bunch the specification spectacles or the spec specs where you can learn a monster's or creature's resistances and immunities and vulnerabilities. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Just by like having those on, very very useful. Yeah. Especially for yeah, like definitely. a support character, because you'll know like okay, I can help yeah. this person with their. Oh, oh uh, yeah, like a. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I think that's very useful for a support character to be able to pick that apart. Yeah, and it's it's fun because these are all magical items that my players have and use and so i just really like the idea of you know other people using them in their campaigns and having multiple characters having the same magic items that my players do yeah it's fun i love like i uh i haven't gotten too many like homebrewed magic items but the ones that i got were like really fun like my yeah my first ranger got my friend made this i think it was like his friend made the the item but he brought it into the game and it was like it was called the rave arrow and essentially it was like it was like the stick, you know, the pull of the arrow, and then when you took the tip and you clicked it on, it was the equivalent of like an EDM dance concert, like loud yes. lights, like everything like yes. So I never shot the arrow, ever. But I was like I was like, there's gonna be a reason for this. And we were fighting these monsters that he mentioned in the description didn't have eyes. So I just clipped the arrow and I put it in my quiver and it pretty much encompassed the whole room in an EDM concert. So because it's like (laughs) super loud and stuff and they didn't have eyes, like they were rolling at disadvantage the whole time. Like they couldn't find us. Oh, I love it. And yeah, it was like, it was perfect. Yeah. And because I was thinking like, do I attach it and then shoot it somewhere to for a distraction? I was like, but then I'm going to lose the arrow. I don't want to lose this arrow. It's a cool arrow. So I like, (laughs) yeah during battles and sometimes even if i just wanted to during battles i would just be like let's go start fist bumping but that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah i yeah, love I re- it i really like uh clever uses of magical items 
yeah i've working on it's you know when you first start it's so hard to like think about how clever you can get uh yeah. but getting there yeah it's it's fun yeah. uh what was like one of your favorite like how a clever moment other than that perfect run that your friends did what other like fun clever or maybe you did in one of the three or four games that you've ever actually played um oh god me um i i or one of your players either one play a lot of clever characters but i don't know if they've had many clever moments Mm -hmm. um one of my players though was fighting a mandrake okay and this was in the expanse they found like these underground caverns where these plants were growing but all the plants wanted to kill them and my player used destroy water on the mandrake and i'm like yeah that's awesome you 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 do that so i you know lowered the mandrake's armor class and i think they took a minus one to attack rolls and saving throws yeah i it's important i think and I learned this I just again, I don't run games that often, but when my regular DM can't make it, I'll run like a couple or whatever here or there. But I think like when someone comes up with a creative that's like truly creative, even if it's not foolproof, having it mm-hmm. assist in the situation uh, yeah. like they were fighting in one mind, they were fighting a water weird and my friend is playing a druid and he's like, I want to use control water to freeze the water weird. And I was like, all right, well, it's 10 foot. You know, it's in it's a large creature. So I'll say you froze half of it. But, you know, he had one free arm or the water weird. It had one free arm yeah. and, you know, rolled at disadvantage pretty much the whole time. And it really, really, really helped him. I did get him once, though, even at the disadvantage. But but yeah, like That's that creative, awesome. the creative thinking, like, I feel like you have to reward that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. In some way. Um, yeah. I, I just or make them like roll for it. Yes, I, I do make them roll for it a lot. But I, I just think if they are so into what's happening that they're really giving it a lot of thought, I'm like, yeah. I, I want to reward just that because you're like paying attention. You're really into it. It makes me feel good. Like, yeah, let's freaking do it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, I want to get like another story that you might have, one of your favorite stories. Um, and then I want you to give you plenty of time to plug your plug your awesome stuff. Okay. Uh, so one of my... Uh, in in the expanse, they got to this castle called Banarkanai Castle, and it just so happened that they were there for a big festival. Uh-huh. So I I created I think just in in Microsoft Word uh like flyers that I printed out and handed to the players because handouts freaking kill. Yeah, especially in um, person. That's it's awesome to be oh, able yeah. to hand stuff out. Yeah definitely so just they were they were flyers of all of the events uh at the festival so my players could choose what they wanted to it said what time they were at so they participated in all these in all of these events like an archery contest a pie making contest and the last contest was extreme basket weaving <laughs> so all all three of my players entered all three of the players entered extreme basket weaving because how could you not? Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the players was like, "I haven't won any of these competitions yet. I'm gonna cheat." So they find someone in a back alley selling black market baskets. Of course. So uh, <laughs> they're able to they're able to get what that basket. <laughs> I, I know, so so weird. Uh, and they're able to sneak it into the competition. 
So it it starts and the players are like, okay, we're weaving baskets. So the first round, they just make, uh, you know, checks to see how their baskets are coming along. What did you and do? Then, Dexterity checks? Uh, it was, it was, I think, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Uh, and then round two, the monsters were released. So then they started getting chased around the place with monsters following them as they kept trying to weave the basket. So it's like, okay, do you want to use your action to, like, fight the monster or to weave your basket? You gotta uh, choose. That's why it's extreme basket weaving. Yeah. That's, the last. And that's then, hilarious. And then round three, it was terrain effects. So, like, the ground split open and lava started rising and everyone had to find higher ground while these monsters were swooping down at them mm. because of course they had wings. Uh, so one of the players died or got to zero hit points. <laughs> um, and the one who, uh, the one who cheated didn't roll high enough on uh, their, their like performance check to make everyone believe that this was their basket. So right, even okay, though yeah. they got they got the stolen basket, people people didn't believe it. Uh and so one one player, the ranger, was remaining, but even she came into second place to their NPC friend who made a flying basket because he's an artificer. Oh, you really can't good at making things. Yeah. And beat the artificer uh, in a freaking So they they almost died. One of them did get to zero hit points and didn't even end up winning. I mean, I'm assuming most contests will have like a cleric on standby. I'm sure extreme basket weaving yeah. has somebody. Uh, that's how did you come up with that? You're just like basket weaving plus extreme. <laughs> like that's hilarious. Yeah, well, I was. I would have been picking... laughing the whole time. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. That's that's still the festival is still. Um, what did I call it? The Starfall Requiem Festival oh um, is still just one of my favorite two sessions because there was so much in it that it had to stretch a bit. But I was just thinking of what competitions would like a fantasy fair have? Like, yes, pie eating, but also how about like a drinking contest and an archery contest? And and I was like, there has to be a crafting contest, like basket weaving, but extreme. Yeah. I love it. I love like, I I ran I, one of the modules that I ran had even just like a, a yard with like a fitness challenges, and I think that is fun <laughs> to like because you want to yeah. you know role playing is fun, but like like rolling dice is also fun. So not everything yes. has to be a combat, but the skill check thing of just like can you pull this off, and then having that role and you know being able to improv like how it goes just. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like I'm sure when I, they're, if they're rolling bad, you're like you're trying to weave this basket and it's snapping and it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah some lava got on it. Yeah, burning. Um, it's I I love to call for ability checks, even for really mundane things. Like one mm -hmm. of my players um s said, like, oh yeah, I want to go and dance with them, and I'm like, okay, we'll do a performance check and see how dazzling you are. Yeah, uh, I love it. One of my other players was like, okay, uh, so I get out of bed. Give me a check. Roll for it. Do you actually get out of bed? So funny. Just mundane. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, just just really, uh, I like to catch him off guard a bit. That's fun. No, I like that a lot. I love all those yeah. different types of checks. Yeah, it's so fun to roll for things to see what happens. And sometimes I do it for myself. I'm like, I don't know if my character would remember this. So like I roll. Yeah. And, because intelligence is, unless I'm playing an intelligence-based character, it's usually the one I dump is intelligence. So 
Yeah, I'm always Same. like, do I remember this? Nope, never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, I, moving forward. I like to have my players roll a lot because as a DM, I'm rolling all the time. Yeah. But as a player, I feel like I'm always waiting to roll. Like, I love to roll, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily happen too often. So I like to give my players plenty of chances uh, to use their pretty dice. Yes, yes. We love our dice. I have not oh, a... Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have a few sets of dice. I think I have, like, three or four sets. And I'm oh, sure so I will many. accommodate more. Uh, what'd you say? I have so many. So many. Do you have, like, a, I've seen people dice. with, like, the tackle box. It like it was like an actual like fishing box, but they open it up and it's just dice or like mm. all the different things. I love, yeah, I I get it, I get it. I just, yeah. I also know my limits when it comes to space. Maybe one day, I picture gotcha. like I picture a bunch of old D and D players at some point. You know, when your grandmother has like a menagerie of like Hummels or something, it's just gonna yeah. be like dice sets of. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I don't care what anyone says. I love my generation. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Um, let's let's t- tell everyone where they can find you, what you're streaming, games you're streaming, your all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Fantasize Me Pod. Uh, my podcast is called Fantasize Me. So it's it's all over the place. You know, it's on the big ones like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Or, uh, google podcast use anchor which is also the one i use so we're probably on the same things yeah um so yeah a lot of a lot of different streaming services you can find fantasize me on um there are 49 episodes out so far i want to say 48 characters and then the halloween special um and yes i am also streaming i started a pokemon brilliant diamond nuzlocke run because i love pokemon i love nuzlocks and i love attention so honestly it's perfect um so you can follow me twitch.tv slash fantasize me pod and i try to stream twice a week it was hard because i had covid um but i've i've started streaming again so i'm gonna stream again tomorrow at four uh you know our time est um yeah i think those are the those are the big things check out my kofi kofi.com slash fantasize me and you can check out my commissions there where i can make you custom stat blocks uh custom npcs you can even make you custom pcs and all the proceeds from the commissions go to the ukraine crisis relief fund so be sure to check that out that's awesome yeah yeah check that out people check that out um that's amazing. I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, I do have actually. I thought of one. Can I make a request? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ron Swanson from. Have you? No, you haven't done Ron Swanson yet. I think I you do Ron Swanson mostly because okay. I know how much. And I'm I'm being a little bit of a butthead about this, and I just know because you love like your charisma characters and stuff, and he's not charismatic at all. So I'd be like, yeah, no, I want to see it's great. I want to see a, like a something with with some muscle and and grit uh yeah. and i think it would be funny so that's my yeah i'm not gonna email you because i'm telling you right now um but i, I do will like that. i will add it to the list add right it now. to the list buddy thank you so much yeah. uh cool i'm gonna do my quick sign off and then we'll get you out of here um thanks for listening this is you had to be there uh where we talk with tabletop rpg players we share fun stories and knowledge and we laugh a lot uh you can follow me at t Decilis comedy on twitter it's where i mostly tweet out for the show uh when we're going live and such 
Um, I'll also tweet out uh, my comedy dates occasionally for stand-up comedy dates. I prefer to go to my Instagram at Tom DeSilla's Comedy, and you can watch the show here. You had to be there. If you're not watching us live, then it's just you had to be there podcast on Twitch. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, either I'll reach out to you on Twitter if I think you're awesome, like Zach. Um, but I'm sure you're awesome anyway, so you can reach <laughs> me at Twitter um, or send me an email at you had to be there dndpodcast at gmail.com uh the music for my intro was created by michael james mcgarry you can follow him at it's mj made on soundcloud and instagram and my logo was created by nicole summers from the reliably chaotic podcast uh that should wrap it up thanks everyone this has been you had to be there with zach katz bye everyone bye